Hey, everybody, welcome to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And we're coming to you on a rather unusual Friday night. We all had stuff going on last night um, of one variety or another. And we said, you know what? It's the off season, so what the hell? Let's just move it to Friday. It's not like any of our loyal listeners have anything to do on a Friday. Um, you know, no, no offense to any of them. Um, but, uh, as I see, none of them are in the chat currently, but, uh, maybe I've just offended all of them. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, Ian's here. Scarps is in. We're expecting Ben Anderson at some point. Um, who, has it been two weeks now that he's missed? He's missed the last two. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he was like doing laundry or something last week. Yeah. Laundry. <laughs> and it, it's, it's always something. I'm taking uh, notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And remember that. Uh, well, yeah. Welcome into Burner and Melvin. They have joined us. Hi guys. Like, yeah, like I you know, like I said, uh like like us, these guys obviously don't have anything to do on Friday night. So I mean, what what better thing to do than pass the time with us? Joe's in as well. Oh, like the whole damn family's here. I'm telling you. Uh good to see everybody. Um, well, I I uh, I sent you guys the agenda, and you know it's the off season, so there's not a ton of stuff. But I'm gonna throw. Oh, you, you a expected curve. me to read that? You sound like you sound like my students. <laughs> like like oh, we were supposed to read that? No, no, just stare at it. Um, I'm gonna throw you a bit of a curveball. And and Ian, since since you joined first, I'll, I'll go to you first. All right. Mitch Trubisky. Keep him. Or save that eight million dollars and start over at backup quarterback. So here's here's what I'll say on that is I don't know if Mitch is gonna want to stay, um, but you could do worse than a veteran quarterback on an eight million dollar salary is kind of a I'll say security blanket that can basically run the same offense as your starting quarterback without a whole lot of drop off in production. Um, so, you know, we're not spending anything on Pickett's rookie salary right now. So it's not like we're, you know, paying a starting quarterback 35 or $40 million a year and are also paying a backup 8 million. Like Trubisky's salary is pretty reasonable, all things considered. Mm -hmm. Um, so if he's willing to hang around, then I'd be fine with keeping him around. Um, you know, I think you could definitely do a lot worse for a backup quarterback. Um, I think Mason is gone and is going to look for the first opportunity he has to, if not compete for a starting job, at least be a backup in a situation where the starter is kind of on tenuous ground. Yeah. So, or, you know, the starter is an old guy with injury issues. So, you know, I, I think you could do worse than Trubisky. Okay. Uh Scarps, what do you think? Um I mean obviously I mean, if, if if he wants to stay isn't his cap hit like 10 million? Uh, I thought he has a pretty hefty cap hit. It's around 10 something I believe and he yeah. again they could save 8 million by cutting him. Yeah, so so I think you know, I, I look at, I look at, obviously it takes, it takes two to tango, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if, if mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, yeah, Big Ben's burner, you're right. Like there, there comes a, I think there comes a point, right? When, when every man has his price, every player has his price. But like, yeah. if I'm Mitch, 
I want to go somewhere else because for better or for worse, they brought you here and then they drafted your replacement. And then at least to me, it sounds like something, something wasn't clicking, you know, something wasn't, you know, they didn't gel. There was no cohesion or whatever, because like Mm -hmm. I've seen bad from Mitch. I've seen decent from him sort of kind of like Pickett was this year. Um, but I, I think that he had specific instructions early on to not blow it, and 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 then he came in a couple times in relief and and just looked like a different person. And yeah, I know he had those that three pick game against the Ravens. Yeah. Um, but if I'm him, I, I'm looking to get out of here. There, th- th- this is Pickett's team, um, and I, you know, it, it. I mean, shit. Hey, man, <laughs> get me out of here. You can save money. I think that's a no-brainer. So, but for Art to sort of say like we expect him to be here, mm-hmm. I was a little surprised by that. Um, well, that and that's why I asked the question. Yeah, that was that's why I led with the question, uh, and we'd like to welcome in Mr. Ben Anderson. Uh, hey. the question. Uh, the question is uh, regarding Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't know if he wants to be here. Uh, but I, I definitely got the sense that he does not want to be there. I, I, that's kind of what we felt our, yesterday in his his comments. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, so where, where do you uh, fall in on that? I, I think Trubisky wants to be gone. Um, wouldn't shock me if they let him go ahead and leave. You know, the mm-hmm. whole uh, volunteers, not hostages thing. And... <laughs> And exactly you know what Melvin said in the chat. Yeah, eight million dollars is a lot for uh, a backup quarterback, anyway. So, um, I think that's what he's gonna make. I don't yeah, know. Somebody have his uh, somebody have his contract. Yeah, it's up. it's 10 million cap hit, eight million base salary. Yeah, so eight million dollars, man. That's an awful lot to spend on a backup quarterback. Um, nah. That's, I'm, I'm leaning in that direction, too. I know it's not the easiest thing in the world. You're going to be starting pretty much fresh with the backup quarterback position. Uh, well, maybe, you know, I, I, uh, hey, unless uh, unless Rudy sticks around. I Is it possible Rudy doesn't find any suitors? I think he's, be, I think he's going to be an L.A. Ram. Do you? Yeah. Behind Baker? Stafford's coming back. Yeah, whatever. Stafford's coming back because they owe him so much fucking money. But but, he played awfully this year. So it's like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, Melvin wants me to just dive right into what he calls the elephant in the room, which are the comments by by Art Rooney 2 yesterday. Um, that that you know, look, they want Matt Canada back, they're bringing him back. They felt like they saw improvement in the offense over the second half of the season. Uh, as we've detailed on this very program, that improvement came against a little bit lesser competition. Um, but be that as it may, it was improvement, and they're bringing him back. So, um, we already knew that, but. Ian, are you at all surprised uh, AR2 went to the links that he did to describe why? I mean, he basically said what I said last week on the show when you asked me to give my devil's advocate reason for bringing Canada back. That, um, But, you know, I, I think it was one of those things where he, well, maybe not even he. Let me back up. It was one of those things where the PR staff, knew the question was going to come. 
so they prepared an answer for him so he could have an answer ready. Now, I would like to go to our, our our former Steelers PR man. Would would the PR of the Steelers really do that? Give AR2 a, a soundbite? Yeah, of course. I mean, I used to give him talking points. Whether he read that, nah, he did read them. But, yes, I, like I gave Coach Kevin and, and Art talking points. Um, you know, obviously, we as a PR team reviewed them to make sure we weren't missing anything. And, you know, I mean – Kevin would sort of be like, painted. I know what I'm saying. Like Tom would be like, like just nod. But Art was different. And like, I think Art appreciated that you took the time. And I mean, there were so many questions he probably never would have been asked. But I mean, if so, so Ian, still dad or Ben, whoever's on this call, it's been a long week. But um, <laughs> the point, the, 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 that's, that's what got to me was if I, if, if I, my talking point for him would have been, we believe in Canada. We got better. Um, he has a good relationship with Kenny. He has a good, you know, good relationship with the offensive staff, mm. blah, blah, blah. But he didn't say that. So that's the thing. You either go all in on it and show that this is our guy. We believe mm-hmm. in him. We mm-hmm. got better. But no, he didn't. And his his response was basically like, well, um, you know, just because we if we bring in another guy, he might not do, you know, he might not be good. And then we have to start from scratch all over again. When I'm just sitting there, thinking Canada's going to be gone after this year right is he because like then Kenny Pickett is a year old or so he'll be 47 years old and then and then he'll and then he'll have a new offensive coordinator in year in year three so like he should have just he should have just went all in on Canada and it didn't have to be over the top he could have just said yeah we believe in Matt we you know we thought he got better he has you know he has good you know good connection with Kenny good connection with players blah 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 but he yeah. didn't and and to me to me that goes back to the whole um and I'm not saying to fire Mike Tomlin or anything like that but that's right. that whole lame excuse like well, who are we going to get that's any better uh, like yeah. uh, who else can we get yeah they might but what happens if we get somebody else and they don't work out oh i don't know how do you how are you gonna know if you don't try? Well, here, here's my thing. People want to point at the second half of the season and say they improved so much and they're gonna keep they're gonna keep improving. The arrow is up. It's true, the arrow is up. The offensive line played better. The the run game concepts were better, they were improved. The passing game concepts are still fucking horrible. Yes. Which means when you get into tighter confines in the red zone. And you have less flexibility with your play calling. All you can do is run. It makes it a lot easier for the defense to defend just the run and ignore the pass, which they pretty much do. Mm-hmm. They pretty mm-hmm. much dare us in the red zone to throw. We can't. We can't score. This offense isn't even average yet. This is my point. And as Ian has pointed out, you know, I think uh, I think we figured if they if they performed as well as they did the entire season, if they performed as well as they did in the second half, twenty one point eight twenty point eight points per game, mm-hmm. they would have finished nineteenth in scoring, behind the Browns, that offensive juggernaut. Yeah, <laughs> it's, and, it's even and worse. As, as Ian pointed out, there's been no Super Bowl participant in the last decade that did not finish in the top eight in scoring. We're we're miles from that, miles. and we're and we're hanging on to this fucking guy for some fucking god unknown reason. And I, you know, yes, 
there have been moments where the receivers did not do picking any favors. DJ and his constant fucking drops. Um, but when you're constantly running curls and comebacks and you're throwing guys into hits, what the hell do you expect? Mm-hmm. Your chances of getting any kind of yard after the catch is minimal. Throw a guy open at some point. Design some plays to have some guys sitting out open. One of one of the things that I looked at today, and, and I did it hastily, so I, I, I could have missed something. I looked at the 14 playoff teams. Um, five of the teams that made the postseason this year had brand-new people calling plays, offensive coordinators. So to me, this this argument, and I understand it, but this argument of we can't waste a year of picket trying to learn another offense and all that stuff, I don't know that that carries as much water as it once did. I, I, Offensive I, coordinator has one of the highest turnovers of any position in the league absolutely. because anyone who's good gets hired as a head coach and anyone who stinks gets canned. The only one who's been like consistently good, I'll say, with like you know top ten scoring offense over time that hasn't gotten a head coaching job is Eric Bieniemy. Mm-hmm. Pretty much everybody else, it's like two or three years max. And if you're good, you're getting head coach interviews. And if you're bad, you're getting fired. Now, does he call the plays in Kansas City? Though I don't think I he don't does. No, he has the title of offensive coordinator, right. but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't give a shit what Matt Canada's title is, if he, if they produce that, those types of results, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, I don't care if it's Tomlin or Reed, but that's the thing. Tomlin is not an offensive coach. He's not. No. And, and how many years now have we gotten, you know, different accounts of who actually calls the plays on defense? So yeah. who's actually calling the plays on defense? Is it the mustache guy next to Canada calling the plays on offense? We'll never know. <laughs> but, you know, as I, as I, and I, I said, Every Steelers offensive coordinator since Kevin Gilbride has gotten at least three years. Every yeah. single one of them. And now, yeah. Matt, Cannon, and now Matt Cannon is going to get his third year. Finger three or two. Finger got two. Finger got two. Yeah, Randy got two. Who? Randy. Randy. No, 18, 19, 20. You sure? Yeah. You sure. I thought Todd yeah. was still there in 18. Todd, Todd was at the Browns in 18. Yeah. Todd's last year was 17. They let Todd go after that juggernaut of an offense. <laughs> but 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 like so getting back so getting back to to like they just don't do that. It's like once again, then then your response should have been, hey, we believe in the guy. We think we think we're heading in the right direction. And instead, it was just like, well, if we get you know, yeah, well maybe if we uh, you know we don't get uh, you know the guy, man, we might suck. Oh my god, like what are you like? Hey, what are you doing? I, I agree with you. I agree with you. My he, my well, whole he did point... also make the points about we got better in the second half of the season. So and all fucking that what? Stuff. Well, I know. I'm just saying it's, that it's evident after watching this guy for two years that you're gonna have to fire him at the end of 23 anyway. And yeah. at that point, you're gonna have to start over and learn a new offense. Why not just get it over with soon? Why not just have him learn it now? Why put it off for a year? I think everybody's screaming that same fucking thing, and I agree. And hopefully Matt Canada will prove me wrong, but just like Mason Rudolph, he probably fucking won't because he sucks. Um, The the other item related to that, that um, the guys in the chat were talking a little bit about the possibility of of some type of of, uh, senior offensive assistant coming in because it would be nice to have. The Steelers typically – Art was asking about that, yeah. 
Yeah, the the Steelers typically bring in a person that I, I don't want to say they're necessarily waiting in the wings, but they definitely can take over. Um, a la they did with Canada with Fickner, you know. They, they and, usually do that though on defense. I mean, yeah, right. they, they brought Canada in, and people were excited. I still think they were fucking stupid to be excited about Matt Canada's offense, but yeah, whatever. And, and, I thought so at the time. I was like, what's he going to do? Add some motion. You guys are pit fans. Pit stands, obviously. Yeah. Because if you believe that was going to help, you're a fu- – I, I don't know. You haven't been watching football, football, NFL football, apparently. I, I don't know. Anyway, yeah I, yeah, I have not seen them hire a senior offensive assistant mm-hmm. ever. Well, I, I'm going to throw two names. The obvious is Leftwich. Hey, he's still out there. Okay. He, he'd be a guy that would be – by senior, I don't even know that I'd refer to him as that. He's still relatively young as a coach. Um but but the other guy, and and I don't know that he would do it. What about Jim Caldwell? Caldwell would be a great hire. Yeah, I mean, goodness. I, I think it, he'd be terrific to come in in that role. I I agree. I don't know that he'd do it. Right, and that's the problem. Oh you know. my god, what are we talking about here right now? <laughs> I mean, Scarpino, I, do you dare disagree with the host of this program? Yeah, I disagree with all three of you. And go ahead, I can go, I'll go last. That's fine. Okay. No, no, I, I need to hear this. Why? Why do you disagree with that? Go ahead. I'll, I'll let Ryan go. Respect Jim Caldwell. I think he did a great job with the Colts. I think he got a raw deal with the Lions. But Jim Caldwell is almost seventy years old. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What are we doing? Byron Leftwich is forty-two. Fine. Anybody, anybody that anyone that's that's ready to to collect Social Security, mm-hmm. please no. Canada's already in his fifties. Like this is just, we need a young person in that role. If we're going to hire an offensive assistant or a senior offensive assistant, and we call it senior, doesn't mean you got to be a senior citizen, right? but like, like, let's be real about it. Like, like, and got Didi Kinkwabala bought this or brought this up, and I do respect Didi, and 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 I, she does a great job. But she said maybe bring in Jim Caldwell as the offensive coordinator, and I'm just like, oh my god, like what are we to, what are we doing? Like the game has evolved, the game has has advanced, and and we want to bring on guys that right. were born before well, Rich, the, the Richard summer Mann, of love. Richard Mann was 66 when they hired him, and he was 71 when he retired. Position I think coach. He did a pretty good fucking job. He, he did, but and, he was a position And Jim Caldwell's coach. not going to be a coordinator. He would be uh, – he'd basically be a consultant. But what's and he going to bring to the table? The passing game that might be competent. I mean, when you had Peyton Manning at Indy, I think you did okay. It makes you had it Matt pretty Stafford fucking easy. The Colts. I agree. <laughs> well, well – not yeah. Matt Stafford at the Colts. Uh, Peyton Manning in Indian and then Matt Stafford at the line. Sorry. What What about just situational football? I would trust Jim Caldwell with, with the help with some of that red zone shit. I, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be your your offensive coordinator and waiting. I'm just looking at a guy that can bring in some experience and 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 maybe yeah. just do maybe some, some stability. Maybe get some guys to believe yeah. in some what they're being asked yeah. to do instead of fucking standing around and bitching and pointing fingers mm-hmm. at. Mm-hmm. At other players and at their coaches, just to say, all I'm doing is spitball. If if they do bring in that, they need something. They need some kind of leadership and ingenuity on that side of the ball to be added to that recipe. Yeah, to bake some kind of a decent cake because what they're putting out there right now, it's not even mediocre. No, Ian. Yeah, the only thing I'll add on Caldwell is. I think I've said it before on the show, but I really believe that there are guys whose best spot is as at a certain level. And when they go higher, they get in trouble, right? Caldwell was a good offensive coordinator, not a great head coach. 
Um, you know, similarly, like Jack Del Rio, really good defensive coordinator, really terrible head coach, right? I think that that Caldwell is a much better, much better head coach than than Jack Del Rio. Well, okay, but you you get my point, right? Mike Mike Munchak was a good offensive line coach, not a good head coach. Okay, yeah, but I, I think especially in Indy, Caldwell got fucked over, and he definitely got screwed over by the Lions too. I honestly, I I don't think the guy's a bad head coach at all. You know, okay. he's not broader point being he's not great, but it's not bad. Yeah. Okay. Broader point being, if you can get guys who have at least been head coaches, and even though that may not be the best role for them, yeah, get them into your building. That helps the overall leadership because they know what it Absolutely. takes to run an NFL team. And Tomlin has had success bringing in guys who had head coaching stints before Munchak and um you know, brian flores and haley right that you know he's had success with guys like that that were i'll call them failed head coaches um you know to kind of bring them back at the end um to be like hey how can you help our team heck dick right. lebeau had a stint as a head coach and you know came back as being a defensive coordinator so i any guy who was previously a head coach i think is a good idea to at least kick the tires on how about um, urban meyer <laughs> okay, How about that's no? a little different. Um, he He's was younger. Just Scar- Scarps is just playing grab ass now. I know. He is. He's um, just fucking with us. <laughs> I need a yeah, that one, that one, that one, I definitely was. Yeah. Um, no, but but I, I mean, you know, I think at some point you have to try and get some kind of young, innovative, offensive mind in the building. No um, question. You know, and hey, uh, the I've Steelers have for a week. So let me just ask you guys: two something. weeks. Well, yeah, you've been I, out for two weeks. I've been, man. I've been yeah. out of the country for a week. Right. So, what's going on with Flores now? You guys want to? I mean, basically, I, I read he was doing a tour of interviews, but he, so far, he, yeah, so far, I mean, he, yeah, he's he's interviewed in Cleveland. I think he didn't interview in Minnesota, but but yeah, but Arizona, he interviewed Arizona, Arizona the Brown, Atlanta. The, Brown, yeah. the Browns hired Jim Schwartz. Yep. So yep. Uh, I mean, to me, to me, I think, I think if Flores wants, wants the Arizona job, I think he's going to get it. But then I believe who, I think the Vikings, I think the Vikings D coordinator position. That's open uh, as well. Is open as well. But if, if I'm, I mean, I don't know. I I mean, I think the longer it goes, the better chance he has a stay in Pittsburgh. Um, And, and, you know. I think Atlanta too for DC, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anytime you can be a head coach, I I don't, I mean, oh, you've never been for that, especially after you have to sort of the situation that happened with him. And obviously he can't talk about that because he's still in a legal battle. But Mm -hmm. I mean, to me, that, to me, that's a, that's a no brainer. Uh, I'm going to go to Arizona. I'm going to be the head coach, you know, and, and try to bring stability to an organization that, that need and I think Flores is a much better leader that can do that than Cliff or Cliff Kingsbury. Agree. Yeah. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Um, so it is what it is. Matt Cannon is here. Uh Art Rooney two's on board. It's gonna happen. There's no use uh you know bitching over it too much more because uh but we oh, we're gonna do you know, plenty of bitching we're about gonna it. bitch oh, oh yeah they'll they'll be from, bitching from they'll now bitching. until after the Super Bowl you know, next year, when they yeah, finally and, face facts and fire his ass, 
Well, he he won't be continuing on with us. It'll just be a, a quiet little note. We appreciate everything he did. Uh, yes. He won't be staying on. No, like it will a be. fart in the wind. Yeah, exactly is exactly what it'll be. Yep, yep. Uh, just a reminder, we are part of the Pigskin Podcast Network, and that means we are very, very pleased to be associated with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL AFC title games coming up this week. Get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings and, or excuse me, Sportsbook with code TPPN. AFC, NFC coming up. We'll give you our predictions and all that stuff here towards the end of the show. Um, little, uh, little free agency. I, I think there are positions, if you look at the free agent uh, list, there are positions that uh, might be a little bit too much money for what the Steelers might want to spend uh, versus other positions that are lacking in depth uh, at the free agent spot. So, you know. I, well, and here's what I'll say, and I always yeah. say this about free agency, Yeah, is that um, – you know, the guys that we look at a list and yes, they're going to be pending free agents this year are not always the guys that wind up as free agents because they get re-signed. And then there's other guys who are cap casualties and are cut and things like that. So sure. you know, we can hypothesize all we want about who we want or who might be available. But really, you know, the teams and under Kevin, yeah. the Steelers did a pretty good job of this. The teams that don't sign street free agents, but sign guys that get cut. That doesn't hurt your compensatory pick formula. So it works out better for you when you lose guys in free agency. So, you know, those are really the guys like Joe Hayden cut by the Browns. We signed them, didn't hurt our comp pick formula. Mm -hmm. So those are the kind of guys you really want to look for that when a team cuts somebody for a cap reason, those are the guys you really want to go after. Well, and, yeah. and I'm, I'm thinking more, for this discussion about position okay, because okay. you know, I, I, I saw some sites put out some stuff the other day. Well, the Steelers number one target in free agency is going to be uh tackle Orlando Brown. I, I don't think the Steelers are going to no. go after any high end free agents because they never, they never do. do agree. They never do. If they're going to pay a top dollar, they pay their own guys in house. Yep. And then they wait for the second tier free agents from outside. Yep. Guys that are good value, good players, maybe a little undervalued, fit fit what you you think the Steelers want to do. Mm -hmm. uh, but then you know, I I said that about you know Levi Wallace and and uh, you know Akella Witherspoon, and and mm -hmm. neither one of those guys are good at doing what the Steelers are asking them to do. So. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. We need corners, okay? And apparently, and you should sign those in free agency. Apparently, yes. what we need to do is sign corners who can play off man and zone coverage exclusively because that's all the Steelers are going to do. Um, they're not going to put guys in bump or in man, even if that's what they're best at, because our defensive coordinator and probably our head coach are fucking stubborn and mm -hmm. they're going to run what they're going to run. And if the guys don't fit in it, well, they better figure it out. So what we need are corners, um, mm -hmm. you know, Cam Sutton aside and God, I hope he comes back. I, you know, I think he's probably going to be 
By the way, I, I just want to put this out here as an aside real quick. When you read these valuations, Spotrac has this guy valued this much money and, and just over the cap has this guy valued. Those are fucking bullshit. They're always high or low. And they go, well, well, you know, we're learning. We don't really under, you know, right. it's a young, young science. As a, it's not even a fucking science. You're guessing. Okay. You're guessing based upon what you think, your evaluations, using probably fucking PFF grades. <laughs> Back to the point at hand. Yeah. Um, I think I saw something the other day that, that Cam Sutton uh, is valued at like seven and a half million for three years. I think he's probably going to be more along the lines of nine, nine and I a half. Too. And if the Steelers are smart, they'll lock him up for five. Because he's got inside outside flexibility. He knows their scheme. They know him. He knows them. Mm-hmm. It's too good a fit. It's too good a fit. Give him. Yeah. Give him his security, give him a big chunk of money guaranteed, and lock him up for five years at, at an average of nine and a half per. That's I, what I, I would suggest. That. At this yeah, point, I, that's I, I what I would suggest. That. And that should be priority one. And then after that, yeah, they need to add some corners, man. Uh, you know, be that – we're not going to be in a position to take like a sauce gardener. That's not going to happen, no. okay? Joey Porter, part, Joey Porter Jr. is not that guy. No. Sorry. He's he not – He's not, and you know that that that's another thing. Uh, you know, as we've talked about with Ian, you know, drafting corners has not been a real strong suit for the Steelers. I I am totally on board with not doing it in the first round. Um, there are some good ones, don't get me wrong, but there are there just isn't a sauce gardener there. There's not that kind of guy, and besides, we don't play that way. Exactly. Either. You know? Besides, besides Ike. Will Ike, Willie Gay, mm-hmm. and Cam Sutton? Mm-hmm. Can you think? And I, I maybe I'm just, I said it's been a long week. Can you think of any other cornerback that they've drafted that has been Deshae Townsend? That would have been before Ike. Yeah, that was before. Sorry, Ike. yeah, was, yeah was my bad. So Deshae was Ike, 98. He was drafted right. in the same class as Ike, Ike and Troy were 03. Uh, yeah. Yes. So since since Ike in 03 and then Willie Gay was 07 or 06. Yeah. 07. And then that was Cam, Sutton, Cam Sutton was 17. Mm-hmm. Is there any other corner you can think of that they drafted that was even half decent? Because I think, and, and no disrespect to any of them, you got Artie Burns, yep. you got Senquez Golson, yep. you got Cortez Justin Allen. Lane, you got Cortez, Cortez, Cortez Allen, Curtis Brown, yep. Terry. Uh, Terry Hawthorne. Yep. There's a name for you. Terry uh, Hawthorne was a fifth round pick. I mean, you know, Illinois. Ike was a fourth round pick. I know, but Ike Ike was Ike shouldn't have Willie been. Willie Gay a was a fifth round pick. pick. Willie Gay was was another one who was, you know, five or six. Well, the point Honestly, is, was Willie Gay initially, we all hated Willie Gay. Remember? Yeah. We yes, I was I was gonna mention that. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was public enemy number one. And then he he got better, you know. He got and, better. And I, I guess we all hoped the same thing for Artie, but his confidence was shot and it, yeah. it never it never happened. You well know? and I and I also think that you know I would take the opportunity to say about Cam Sutton too. I, I was not overly big on him when we got him. Um, and I think some was of that, I. and I think that had to do with his his lack of physicality. Yes, in, in college. In, yeah. Yep, and, exactly and he, what it was. He has become more physical. He's not the most yeah. physical corner. No, but he's not awful. He's but he was he's, also banged up quite a bit at, at Tennessee too. Yeah, and and he, I, but he I has grown know. into his role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So the question that I'll leave out there 
is what position, knowing what we know right now, would you target in free agency? If we we agree that they're not going to go after a top tier offensive lineman, um, so does that mean inside linebacker? I I would. I mean, I corners, would target corners, all of them. Bet, honestly, yes. I would yeah. target. I would target all of them. Corner, yes, is my is my first choice, but I would go corner, inside linebacker, outside linebacker because they need a fucking edge presence. Yeah, I mean, the guys they've got at backup <laughs> outside linebacker are awful. Well, you don't like Malik Reed? Uh, no, no, I I think Malik should hater. be allowed hater. to leave. Yeah, and, I'm glad uh, they brought back uh, Roche. You know, he's a body. It, it, yeah, you know, yeah, nothing else. You know, hey. hopefully he'll work out. You know, we'll see what happens. But yeah, defensive line, interior defensive lineman, inside linebacker, um, could maybe use another safety. Uh, it depends on what happens with Edmonds and KZ at safety. If yes. you have those yeah. two, I think you're okay. Yeah. If you keep them both. You know, I think if I'm KZ, I want to go someplace where I can start. So that that was my next question: is is how many how many Steelers current Steelers played themselves out of a Steelers contract? Because like, because yeah. at this point, and I and listen, and they're, they're they they say the right thing, right? Hey, I, I want to stay here. I love my teammates. Where no, every man has his, every man has his price. Absolutely. So so what like like I think there's a better shot of. Terrell Edmonds going to play in Buffalo than it is to bring Tremaine Edmonds here. Nah, like they're like, man. like keep talking about that. And I'm just like, you gotta be shitty. Cam me. Sutton there. There might be another team that throws a ton of money at Cam Sutton. Yeah. There so might like, be again. It take, it takes two to tango, but yes. I saw this earlier tonight when I was looking at, at uh, Kenny Pickett stats, um, <laughs> I was scrolling down the page and <sighs> the Steelers middle linebackers this year or inside linebackers, middle linebackers this year. Mm-hmm. Had a combined zero forced fumbles, yeah, and zero fumble recoveries, and there was one other. I can't. I don't. The Steelers. The, I mean, the Steelers it is were, three all year. The Steelers yeah. were thirty second in fumble recoveries this yeah. year. Yeah, number one I mean, in picks. Number so, thirty two in fumble recoveries. So how do you how do you solidify? And and like I fully expect uh, Bobby Spillane to be back, which oh, is and I yeah. and I think. To be fair, he he's probably the most deserving um, of that group. But yeah, I mean, I don't really, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a, and maybe like running back or whatnot. Um, but I mean, they have to look at all positions because for and listen, everybody on Steelers Twitter thinks that we're so close and we're only a couple of players away. And like, if you, I, I mean, like we are a couple on, of man. players away from being pretty mediocre. <laughs> to be, yeah, maybe ten wins. Maybe you get the ten and seven. But like, like. Like they should be looking at all, all, all positions. Yeah. Again, like this isn't this isn't like we you know. I mean, you're, but some are some I, are bigger priorities. Some some are bigger priorities than others, right? I mean, yeah. we can agree that like left guard has not been good. Okay, for example, um, our center is pretty mediocre, but he is, you know, he was a step up, capable. He's he's uh, competent. Yeah. That's that's where I would put him. Um, I think that the arrow is up on Dan Moore Jr. He's still not my favorite player, but if I had to go in next year with him, and I we we saw substantial improvement at either center or left guard, I could live with that. Um, I don't think they need 
much running back depth. You're probably going to need somebody because Benny Snell is going to want to go someplace. Probably. Uh, you need, you need another wide receiver. Uh, I think you need a, you can't just count on Calvin Austin coming in here and being mm-hmm. amazing. Um, you have no idea what he can do. You need to add a slot wide receiver. Uh, Gunnar Olszewski sucks. Steven Sims is a nice return man. Not much else. Um, uh, you know, so yeah, I, to echo Ryan's point, you've got to you've got to look at everything, and you do all of that in free agency mm-hmm. first, and then whatever's left, you pick up in the draft. You try to, and you're not going to be able to plug all the holes. No, they say that no. every fucking year, and I, you know, I still the Tremaine Edmonds point you made before. There's no fucking way the Steelers are going to pay Tremaine Edmonds nineteen or twenty million dollars a year. No, it no. ain't happening. Miles no. Jack will still be here next year. Uh, I expect Robert Splane will come back. Devin Bush, I don't even expect the Steelers to try and sign him. <laughs> no, no. no. Um, um, I, I, well, the other thing I'll say, too, is let's not forget, there's been a lot of times in the past where the Steelers have signed a guy who's been almost their like premier free agent signing and then got out and drafted that position in the first round of the draft. So, like, let's say a couple years ago, they signed Morgan Burnett in free agency and then drafted uh, – Edmonds. Edmonds. They yeah, signed. Uh, there Morgan was a Burnett. I mean, was he really well, he, a premier free agent? I wouldn't call him premier, like top Rust. market value, but he was one of the biggest contracts we gave that year. All right. You know, look back at the free agents we signed that year. That mm-hmm. was what 2018. Um, he was one of the bigger contracts. Um, uh, there was an inside linebacker we signed. I think the same year we traded up and drafted Devin Bush. Um, it, was that Bostic? No. No, uh, oh shit, I don't remember who it was. But at, at any rate, just because we signed somebody in free agency doesn't mean we're not going to draft that position. So, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree with Ben that you go out and sign as much as you can to fill the holes that you yeah. have, and then you know, you're, that gives you the flexibility to take best player available too. They're, they're also was... going to. Sorry, go ahead, Mark. Well, I, I just real quick, I want to get a couple comments from from the the viewers. Um, you know, Bud Dupree, I, I think Bud Dupree would not want to come at here as a reserve. Uh, and I don't know that nah. the Steelers would want him there because then you you probably make Highsmith feel a little bit uncomfortable. But, uh, you know, it, I, sure, if he came at the right price, but I don't think he's going to come at the right price. Uh, James Pierre, yeah, I think you, you resign him. You need the bodies right now, but that doesn't mean he's going to make the roster. So speculation uh, is Bud Dupree will be cut? Yeah, yeah. Is that where we're going with this? Titans are in big trouble, Captain. Yeah, the, the other, too. the other Titan, and I saw a note on this earlier from Mark Taylor Luan. That guy played two games this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Melvin said he heard rumbling. Why? I, yeah. yeah, because he hinted at something the other day, saying he wanted to go be a Steeler, and it's like, I mean, dude, I, I don't, I don't know that I want to trust left tackle to Taylor Luan. Do I? I mean, not, not with, not for a lot of money. Right. Did he say that or did some, or did multiple Twitter people Photoshop a Steelers uniform on him, which annoys the shit out of me. That's one. Oh my God. He just did something. He just kind of handed at it. And and then, you know, Steelers, Steelers bloggers picked it up. He really wants to be a Steeler. Well, no, that's not what he said. Yeah. (laughs) It's not. That wasn't even what he hinted at. He didn't say he really wanted anything. He just went, fuck you. If you're not going to sign me, I'll go someplace else. Well, yeah. When speaking I, I, of Tennessee, they're going to, like, they're projected right now at, like, 
20 million dollars over the cap so they yeah. got to find you know dupree they could save 10 million by cutting um Luan, how much guaranteed they, money is dupree left got left remaining nine million oh so i mean they'd save 10 yeah. but with nine dead but he has a 20 million dollar cap hit this year um luan has like a 14 million dollar cap hit so there's or no 14 million yeah just yeah. total. So yeah, I mean there's there's big numbers there that they could save by cutting some guys or restructuring or whatever. But yeah, the Titans are in a Titans are in a really bad spot right now. Yeah. No, and that, and that's well, good for them. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We we we've been there way too many times. I'm glad. Also, we're not. fuck Joe Nedney. How about that? Yeah. Oh, there's fuck a name. Guy. Fuck Nedney. God almighty. Yeah. Oh, God, bad, bad memories. Um <laughs> As far as the draft goes, we'll we'll obviously dive much much deeper in, in, into this. Um, why do so many Steelers fans have a hard on for for the kid from Pitt and USC? Is it all because he played with Kenny Pickett? Yes, yes, and because they're Pitt stands. I mean, Let's be honest. Look, he's Let's be a, honest. Well, I, I've seen him. He's a great I talent. saw him. I saw him make a great play playing for Pitt and. Kenny was his quarterback, and they just have this great chemistry together. And bleh. shut the fuck up! It's the NFL, <laughs> and they're gonna be just like Burrow and Chase, even though yeah. we hate them, but we secretly love them. Yeah, exactly. You know what? This kid is not nearly as talented as Jamar Chase. I'm sorry, he ain't. No, no. All right, no. Jamar Chase is a freak. Has, yeah, not the size either. Okay, Addison is a nice player. Yeah, he is. He's not Jamar Chase. He's not a game changer. Um, did you guys see the comment that uh, the GM from the Bills uh, made um, yeah. about the Bengals? And he, he took some shit for it, but he was actually right. He was right. Yeah. He, he's like, hey, you got you got Burrow and Chase on rookie contracts. You damn well better be a good football team. And they picked them both in the top five. He was right. like, I wouldn't want to suck that bad. He's like, they're good players. <laughs> But I wouldn't want to suck that bad to be able to yes. draft a Jamar. I mean, Chase. shit, it must suck to get to a Super Bowl because the Bills haven't been there in thirty something <laughs> years. But whatever, right. you know, that's yeah. I, I don't know. He, he was I mean, right, you know, the Bills, are, the, the Bills are approaching. They're in trouble. Uh, yeah. The Bengals, say, the Bengals' recent recent track record for drafting has been solid. But let's be per, let's be perfectly frank. For about three decades before that, they dropped it. They drafted in the top ten frequently. And they were never fucking lucky. And the only point I'm making here is you're not always going to be lucky, okay? People no, keep talking no. about how the Steelers need, just need to reset and re- restart. And, yeah, that would – people would – Steelers fans would literally be suicidal if we were drafting in the top five every fucking year. They would hey, be, they would be up in arms now. screaming about it. There's no way they'd fucking live through it. And then – it's it, there's no guarantee that shit's going to work out. Exactly, Jacksonville, exactly. Cincinnati, Cleveland, right. a number Detroit. of organizations drafted there repeatedly, and it didn't change their fortunes well, I mean, at look all. At, look at the Jets, like the Jets. Like, Jesus, I'm just, I'm just saying, like how many like the Jets took Zach Wilson second overall because the yeah. dude made one throw at a pro day. Right. Yeah. So you're, I mean, you're right. Like so, listen, I agree. Like. Okay, yeah, you don't want to suck to be. You don't want to suck consistently to get those players, right? But just because you suck doesn't mean you're going to get those players. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, I, I said this. I, I it was I random moment, but I was just I saw. I was like, I was like, the Titans drafted Jake Locker 
in the first round. And yeah. I can't remember ahead of, you... TJ, ahead of JJ Watt, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was, it was 2011. Like, yeah. 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 And I'm just right. like, I'm like, listen, man, for every for every, you know, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, there's, you know, there's 15 Jake Lockers. Well, it's, or, it's or, not or always it's not always anybody. fucking obvious. It's okay? mm-hmm. not always fucking obvious. Yeah. You get the number one overall pick and you've got a quarterback. You, you need a quarterback. And the guy who's the best quarterback in that class happens to stand out like Burrow did. It's like, well, this is obvious. We're going to make this pick. Again, when Jamar Chase comes out, it's like, fuck, we need a wide receiver. We could go offensive line, but goddamn, this wide receiver is so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just too goddamn obvious. You got to take Jamar Chase. It doesn't always line up like that. It's not always that simple. It's not always that convincing a choice to make. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay? Well, so just, there's no guarantee that, that, that those picks are going to work out for you. There's no guarantee no. that that pick is even going to be there in a draft class. There were no quarterbacks like like Joe Burrow in last year's fucking draft class. How we had to pick it. it yeah. And he was the first quarterback taken. I mean, come on. Yeah. Well, to your point, you go back to the, the early 70s drafts of the Steelers. I I, I mean, th- those were just some unbelievable. class. I mean, unbelievably amazing drafts. You just It's so unique and rare. You don't see that type of thing. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Bengals have uh, fallen on hard times many, many, many times before this. So yeah, and football um, is cyclical. And let's be yeah. frank: after a few decades, they were due. Yeah, absolutely. All right? Yep. It, it only it, took them thirty years of suckitude to get to the point. And it is cyclical. It just comes around. Yeah. 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 I mean the God. the the Bengals had a top ten pick in 2017, 2020, and twenty twenty one. I mean, you get. You get three top ten picks in a four year, five year span. Yeah. Five, yeah, three top ten picks in a five year span. You should probably wind up with some pretty damn good players. Or you're Jacksonville and you've had seventeen first round picks since two thousand two. So like in the last twenty years, they've had seventeen first or sorry, seventeen top ten picks since oh two thousand two. Right. The <laughs> one of those was Tyson Alulu. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and they, and he and they didn't even put him in the right spot. Like they they had that. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're they're, they're yeah. much better now. They're much the, better now with Peterson. But yes, I yeah. The only yeah. time in the last fifteen years the Jaguars didn't have a top ten pick was twenty eighteen after they beat us in the playoffs. But yeah, so but nevertheless, like the point still stands, right? If you have a top ten pick in. 14 out of the last 15 years, you should probably have some good players on your team. Right. Or you're just full of idiots. Right. Yeah. Or you're yeah. the Jets. I've seen both. A, yeah. <laughs> just have a toxic fucking organization like the New York Jets. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very toxic. Yeah. Um, yeah. But as, as far as the draft goes, I, I don't see us wide receiver round one. I don't see us cornerback round one. I don't even know that I see us offensive tackle in round one. I, I if one falls there that they really like, I can maybe see it, but um, I, I I I just don't know, and we're we're not going to have an, any idea more so because the Steelers are very quiet about these things. But um, you know, we start we start being able to kind of get an idea, you know, looking at who they talk to at the combine and pro days and all that other stuff. But you know, you take that into account, you would have thought we were going to draft Malik Willis last year based on all that. Talk. Yeah, that's well, true. So, and the um, flip side, too, is, you know, Kevin Colbert was here for so long 
We had a very good read on who he liked and how he projected who he liked by who he visited. That's actually a really good point. We have no idea how Omar and Andy Weidel and these guys are going to approach the draft. So, um, or how much more say Tomlin will have in it now. Right. Yeah. yeah. Who, who, yeah. Yeah. Who, who's actually going to be the guy who has the final say on draft picks now? Will it be Omar? Will it be art? Will it be Tomlin? Who the fuck? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, we 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 don't know. Um, you know, it's, it's gonna it's be a, it's yeah. gonna be an inter- an interesting process this year. And I'm just wondering, is there any possible way that Jalen Carter could fall to 17? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna not. go with no, no. And uh, then they draft Jordan Addison instead. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. The the thing I will say though is. You know, generally speaking, like the top three tack offensive tackles are usually off the board in the top ten picks. The top, you know, three or three ish edge rushers are usually off the board in the top twelve picks. Yep. You know, top defensive tackles are off the board early too. Um, so then you get to the point where you're like, well, you know, the top cornerbacks are off the board. Do we draft like the best inside linebacker in the draft because we have a need there? Or do we pick like the fourth best offensive tackle? And I know we had this discussion the Najee yeah. Harris draft year that it was like, do you take the guy who is the best at his position in the draft class, or do you take, you know, the fourth or fifth best guy at his position? If he's worthy, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. You take that guy. You take the guy who's worthy of the pick. Just like or you, you could have they, they traded Creed Humphrey to, and yeah, Creed Humphrey yeah. instead of instead of Pat Fryermuth, and yeah, we'd be yeah, I was. Let me ask you this question: Would you guys hate it if the Steelers traded? That's the, where the, I was going to go the next. Thirty-two and the seventeen to move up, and and if, if so, who would who would it be for? If let's just say hypothetically, uh, the the kid from Northwestern, what's his name? Skronsky. Peter Peter Skronsky. decent Pittsburgh name. Oh, very nice Pittsburgh name. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, what the hell just happened? I don't know. We, we can hear video. you. Okay. Um, we can hear you. Yeah. There we go. Nope. Not working. Son of a bitch. He's doing his Casey Kasem. Um, yeah. So let's say hypothetically Skronsky was still available at 11 and you're sitting there on 17 and 32 and you got to move up to 11 or 12 to get him. Oof. And the last time they moved up, uh, <laughs> they, didn't, uh, uh, yeah. they didn't do so well. All right. And it was I, the twelve, right? It was the ten. Uh, it, 10, was the 10. 10. it was the ten. Even which worse. that was the that was the first time we had had a pick in the top ten since two thousand. Right. I do not understand right. this. Um, I I think it's going to be fascinating. I because I think they'll look at that, you know. And I I me personally, we need we need talent. I want to hold on seventeen. I want to hold on to thirty two. Uh, I'm not crazy about trading up, but I, I get it too. Because you, know? you essentially have you essentially have two first round picks. Yeah, yeah. pretty yeah. much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, if you're willing to if you're willing to trade 17 and 32 to move up to 10, um, I'd rather I'd rather just take seven, keep 17 and 32. They, you're right. They need talent. They need depth. And I know that we'll, you know we'll sort of see how free agency shakes out. But like, you know especially for them too. Like they also should be thinking about guys that they're probably going to leave. Right. 
And one of those guys yeah. I think is going to get a, a nice chunk of change somewhere else is Larry Ogunjobi. I think he played really well this year. I think that that they brought him here on a prove it deal, and he proved that he's still pretty good. And is you know maybe he'll go mm-hmm. to Baltimore this time and the only play, play the for only <laughs> play for every thing, North team. The but, only thing that Larry has working against him is he did not practice two days every week. Yeah. Uh, almost every week he sat out of practice two mm-hmm. days. You know, which, though, I can... which will lead teams to question whether or not he's healthy, which will lead teams to really scrutinize his physical. You, you know what, though? There's a there's a team that puts about 50 people per game on the questionable list. And yeah. that's the fighting yeah, Bill I, Belichick's. I, 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 I realize <laughs> they would probably I mean, love him. They also, you know, they also Harbaugh does the it best. too. Yeah, but, I mean. But uh, what I'm saying is those teams do not pay the best. All right? And if the Steelers paid him eight million and change this year. If they if they offered him the same amount of money to come back, that's what I, that's what that's what I'm saying. It I might don't know. be enough. I I think they're going to want. I think if I'm Larry, I want more than a one year deal to come mm-hmm. back. I'm not coming back on a on a one year deal to the fucking Whoa. Steelers. That ain't happening. Oh, right. But minor spill. Very minor. I heard spill. it. <laughs> but no, that's the other thing too. Like. We don't like we don't know how they like, and that's it. Like for as annoying as these mock drafts are, you know what? The dudes on on the television that make millions of dollars a year to analyze the draft get every fucking pick wrong. So you know what? Yeah, Dr- mock your Jordan Addisons at seventeens yep. and, and mock your trades. It might annoy people. Who gives a shit? Because you know what? It's all a crapshoot, and we don't know how free agencies and unfold. It's but lottery. it's just fun. It's just fun to talk about. It is. Yeah. And here's what I'll say: except right for your now. photoshops, stop it. Just yeah. stop uh, it. Yeah, stop with that shit. Um, <laughs> here's here's what I'll say about mock drafts right now. For me, the value in mock drafts is I like to read them and start to learn about the players. I use them. I don't pay any attention to like what teams players are matched with, but it's a good way to start to familiarize myself with guys who um, you know are potentially in that first round conversation or in the early rounds of the draft conversation, and you know the things they do well because. I don't have all the free time in the world to watch every single college football game. So, you know, read a couple mock drafts here and there and start to learn a little bit about the players. And I think that's, that's the value in them right now. And that's the only value. Everything else is just, and and I would, I would add to that. We are also now into the college all-star season as well. Um, And so for me, the benefit is looking at a lot of the different articles uh, on who does what daily at some of these practices and stuff. And, you know, we, we all know a few people that are down there at these, especially when they get to the recess bowl and stuff. And, and so that that's valuable too. You start getting those names and um, putting like guys are already moving. Will Levis up to number one. That's insane. If somebody, I, if I take... agree with you, I, I think the guy can make some throws. And I've, I've watched a little tiny bit of his film today and I'm like, he can make some throws. But he's got happy feet. He's as bad as fucking Kenny. He wants to run out of a clean pocket. It's like, dude, just hang in for one second longer. You can't do that shit in the NFL. You right. cannot get away with it. Right. Didn't they I, get shut out by Iowa in their bowl game too? Yeah, but yes. they their their offensive line is not good. He, he didn't have much around him. And this year. He doesn't yeah. didn't have much in terms yeah. of supporting cast. His ability is there, but man, he's got a lot of shit to clean up. Like his his mechanics are eh, questionable, and his instinct to run out of a clean pocket, is, dude. I swear to God, it's like you're watching Kenny Pike. I, what the? <laughs> why did he do that? 
<laughs> Why? Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I, I watched a couple of his games this year, too. Love the arm talent. Arm talent yeah. is not, not a question. He can, but, he can throw into NFL yeah. windows, which yeah. is a rare talent. It's the no reason that Josh it. Allen got taken so high. Uh, well, the uh, conference title games are this week, and uh, let's go ahead and get our picks in, and that means Casey Kasem is going to warm up in the bullpen. Um, Ian, uh, oh, NFC. Boy. NFC yes, title yeah. game. You've got the Niners at the Philadelphia Eagles. Who do you got? Yes. So, you know, I said last week that I thought Brock Purdy was going to come back down to earth, and he made some nice throws in that game, but he also looked a little more tentative than we've seen him look all mm-hmm. year, and mm-hmm. they didn't put up a whole lot of points. And he also um, benefited by playing against Dak Pescott in his yes. couple of picks and yes. another one that almost got picked. Yeah. Choke Prescott. Yeah. Reminds um, me of Romo. Elijah, yeah. Elijah yeah, Mitchell hasn't been practicing. He's been hurt. Christian McCaffrey uh, has kind of been banged up a bit all year, but has still played. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing to me. Did you guys know Philadelphia had 70 sacks this season? Yeah. Like the league leaders the last five years were like in the mid 50s. Actually, it was the Steelers yeah. like five yeah. straight years. That's the most sacks by a team since 1989. They're just the fourth team in NFL history to have more than 70 sacks in a season. Now, granted, sacks became an official stat in 1982. So, and granted, maybe it's I now a 17-game season. Yes, yeah. that too. Um, but the the last time a team had 70 or more sacks in a year was the Vikings in 1989. The other two were the Bears in 84 and the Bears in 87. And I think that the amount of pressure Philadelphia can put on Brock Purdy can neutralize some of the schematic things that San Francisco does well on offense. I think San Francisco's weakness is in their pass defense. Um, And Philly has wide receivers in A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith that can make big plays with the balls in their hands. And A.J. Brown likes to block. Yeah, Yeah. A.J. Brown's a big physical dude who runs faster than he should for his that fucking guy just likes hitting people (laughs) yeah he does um so so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna go philadelphia the the line is philly two and a half i think they win by more than that um i think it's more like philadelphia 27 to 20 or something like that okay scarps what do you got nfc title game yeah, and and I have tooted the 49ers horn on the horn on the show many times, and yeah. I still think that they're a good team, and I still sure. do think that they're doing it the right way. Um, and I I am jealous of them. I'm yeah, jealous. I agree. I'm, je- I'm jealous of the Eagles too, and it just so happens that they're going to run in <laughs> run into a better team. And you know, Ian, you're absolutely right. You know, they had 70 sacks this year, and they missed. You know, Jordan Davis was hurt for periods of time. Um, they signed Robert Quinn, and Ron was hurt. Um, and then, you know, Fletcher Cox a little bit older now. Brandon Graham is, is even older than Fletcher Cox, and Brandon Graham is still holding it down. Um, the easiest way to describe it is they're going to get in that ass, okay? <laughs> it is going to be a long day for the 49ers. Um, I got the Eagles, and and then, yeah, per, this is definitely Purdy's moment, and I, I'm i not wishing it on it. I just, I just feel like it, it runs out, and I got the Eagles by 10 points. Woo! Yeah. All right, Ben, what do you got? Yeah, I, I was going to say exactly that. The Eagles by 10. Uh, this doesn't even... Uh, 
to me, it doesn't even appear to be a close matchup. I, I know Vegas would have us believe two and a half, three points, but I, I just don't fucking see it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I've, I've got the Eagles, uh, I, I think, somewhere in the neighborhood, 24-16, something like that. Um, I, I think, you know, per, Purdy, I like Purdy. I, I think he's done a great job. Yeah. Uh, has fit that that offense really, really well. But, um, yeah, between what Philly does defensively, I think what they do offensively puts so much pressure on you. Um, you know, running game, not just with their backs, but also with, with the quarterback, uh, Hertz and, and those receivers. And I, I love that tight end Goddard, man. He's uh, been hurt. He was South Dakota too. state, right? Yeah. I mean, the dude, he did, he makes plays. Uh, so I, I just, I just think they're going to be just a little too much for the Niners. So that leaves the AFC, um, who will take on the Eagles in Super Bowl? What is it? 57. Uh, Ian, who do you got with in the AFC? We'll do so this, this again. Is, this All is right. Patrick Mahomes' fifth straight home AFC championship mm-hmm. game. He's two and two previously. Yep. And Cincinnati's been one team that's had their number. Uh, Kansas City is fourth in the league this year in second half offense as far as points scored. Cincinnati, on the flip side, is fourth best in the league in second half defense, uh, you know, preventing teams from Mm -hmm, scoring. mm -hmm. Uh, Kansas City has the second worst red zone defense in the league, allowing 67% touchdowns, while Cincinnati's down at 52%. Um, But I think the deciding factor is in the second half. And I actually went back and looked in the last three games that they've played where uh, Cincinnati has come from behind in every game, the stupid Bungles have outscored the Chiefs 44-20 to in the second half of those games. Um, So I think the Bungles do it again and go in and win in Kansas City and get back to the Super Bowl. As much as I hate it, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go, yeah, I I think, I I think, like, stupid-ass Bungles, like... 27 chiefs oh boy no i don't like that number uh bungles uh i want i want to pick the Bengals by like two but i'm trying to come up with a number that makes mm-hmm. sense um like 27 25 or something like that i don't know somewhere around okay. there like so, ben, so by bangles, two. By, bengals by two yeah okay all right scarf you, you saw the burrow head video right you saw the bullshit they put out and the mayor getting cocky and yeah and yeah. giving the chiefs fucking bulletin board I just don't. I, I just don't, I don't think the Chiefs it. have the the Chiefs don't have a corner that can cover Jamar Chase. Nobody does. <laughs> Nobody does. Yeah. So what you have to do is you got to pressure Burrow, and the offensive line in Cincinnati is not that good. You They're have not. to pressure Burrow. You have to overload one side or the other. Mm-hmm. Hit him where he's not expecting it. Mm-hmm. Get him to get to get off his spot, like the Steelers did week fucking one. That was the only reason yeah. they were successful week one versus the versus the Bengals, was they got him off his spot. You got to get him off his spot, get him off quickly, get him looking around, keeping his head in the swivel, and not hitting Jamar Chase with the ball in stride. Because if that happens, you're fucked. You get a little bit of a lead, and then you play keep away. If you give Andy Reid a 10-point lead in that game, it is over. So, I got the Chiefs, obviously. Not by a lot. We'll call it eh, 27-23. Okay. Scarps? 
27-23. Oh, my bad. My bad. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying 27-3. to three. I'm like, No, no, Whoa. no. I'm sorry. I thought you said – I was like, wow. Um, Yeah, you know, I've been – the other game, I, I, I already had my mind made up. I knew that. But this one, I've been going back and forth all week, and – I know, I know. Mahomes is saying that like his ankle's fine, but like I, I, I don't know. I'm interested to see that. And then I, I texted, I, I, t- I texted you guys the other day, and I said the one thing that is the one thing to me about Cincinnati's defense is that they don't have a TJ Watt. Um, Jesse Bates is decent, but he's not Minka. Um, and I would say that their strength is their defensive line. They got a lot of rotating guys. You got Hendrickson. You got Hubbard. Um, uh, Reader is another guy. Um, so that being said, they play as a unit Pratt in the middle. They play as a unit mm-hmm. much better than the Steelers do. And that is what I, that's what I just wish the Steelers would, would just be better cohesively. Yeah. They're not. And I think that that's what the Bengals have done very well, especially in that second, the second part of the season. And, you know, Lou Anarumo's done an amazing job. I think yep. that they're going to dial up some some crazy shit because they have literally they have nothing to lose. And if 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 five years ago you would have told me that the Bengals were uh, going to be in their second straight AFC Championship game, I would have laughed at you because I think that would have been Zach Taylor's first year, or or was Marvin's last year. And either way, that's mm-hmm. just a completely different culture. It's a completely different team. It's a completely different organization. So that being said. I can't pick against them because that's just what they've done these last two years. So I got the Bengals late with a long play to Jamar Chase. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's not out of the realm of possibility. In most and cases. I think, I think too, the one thing I didn't add that at some point, Kansas City's lack of a receiving core is going to come back to bite them. I know Mahomes led the league in passing yards and all that, yeah. but they don't have, I mean, they don't have that Tyreek Hill. They don't have those game breaking receivers anymore. Mahomes has done a great job, but mm-hmm. I think at, at some point that, that lack of, you know, yeah. playing with just guys at wide receiver right. is going to come back and bite them. I, I, uh, in most cases, I would have agreed with what Ben was saying about the bulletin board stuff. Stupid on Cincinnati's part to go there and mayor. Idiotic. But I'm going to tell you what. Burrow has to be one of the most confident sons of bitches I've ever seen. and Which is why I, you have to come right at him. You, you do. You do. And nothing seems to phase the guy. And and I, I just think that when you combine that with the, uh, the problems of Mahomes not being 100%, I, I just – think Cincinnati's going to go back to the Super Bowls. I think if Kansas City were healthy 100%, they beat the Bengals by 10. I, I if if Mahomes was 100%, I would definitely be going Kansas City but this. Time. They're not, but so I'm I calling can't. a closer game. Right. Right. Um so um is it time for Mr. Casey Kasem? And I think I think it is. He's here this week and next week, and then after that, he's going to go back to. to then he's going to be on hiatus place. for a little while. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. List. No viewer. No viewer slash listener letters like we discussed when we were drunk the other night. I mean, we can. You know what? Let's take a poll. Somebody, <laughs> somebody, get at us. Do we do? Do we keep I, doing Casey throughout the I year? I put out. I enjoy this. I, I will, thought you did put out a poll. No, I'll put We're out just, a poll. No, that the... was his Antonio Brown getting into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> on the SCB podcast Twitter account, I'll put out a poll. Water. Keep, keep Casey for the every week, or or give him a little time off for for the off season. Yeah, yeah. I think if we get any letters from listeners, we can bring them back for those times. So if people write to us, then right. yeah. yeah, you write send to hate, us. Send hate mail to me. Yeah, you write to us. I will yeah. have to edit it. To no shit. Because Ian had a good one last week, and I had to I had to make some changes. But still, hey, listen, listen, listen. All right, this is the, this is Planet Fitness. This is a judgment free zone. Um, right. All right. Let's sure let's, we, we fucking let's, judge all of you. Let's roll. Let's roll. Even if we don't talk about it, I always talk about it on the show. These guys don't because they're nicer. Hey, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Casey Casey. <laughs> Casey's coast to coast, American top forty. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the week that was January twenty seventh, nineteen seventy three. I'm told our favorite correspondent Ryan is doing well. He is indeed seeking the professional help I prescribed. Now let's get this to this week's letter from a new correspondent by the name of Joe Burrow from Cincinnati, who writes, Dear Casey, Hey Steelers fans, don't you wish your QB was hot like me? Don't you wish your QB was a freak like me? Don't you? Don't you? Casey, I was only nine years old when the Pussycat Dolls sang that, but I had a vision about 2022. And in 2022, I had a vision that the Steelers would draft a quarterback in the first round, and Steelers fans would think that someday he would be as good as me. Casey, I'm not sure you know this, but I'm talking about Kenny Pickett. <laughs> he played at the University of Pittsburgh for about seven years, which is how many passing touchdowns he had in 13 games as a rookie. Keep it up, Kenny. Maybe next year you'll throw double-digit touchdowns. <laughs> That's right, champ. There's hope for you. I'm only kidding, Casey. Casey, as you know, I really don't say much. I'm calm, cool, collected. I just go about my business. But Steelers fans always continually talk about my cockiness, arrogance, and how I resemble the kid from Home Alone. (laughs) They never mention all the great work I do in the community. But here we are again, Casey. Second straight trip to the AFC Championship. That hasn't happened for yins since 1994-1995. I wasn't even born yet. We've won five playoff games over the past two seasons. You've won five since 2010. But hey, no losing seasons. Am I right? What's it like knowing that other teams are passing you by? I mean, hell, we, the Cincinnati Bengals, are better than the Steelers. This should piss Yins off and act. I just went Casey Yinzer. That was terrible. <laughs> Don't change be jagoffs. For Manny sucks. Skyline chili for the wind. Yins are just living in the past. Well, listeners, I can say for certain that that was not Joe Burrow. That was indeed Ryan, and it's clear he needs even more professional help than I initially anticipated. Ryan, please, for the love of God, seek help. To aid you on that journey, moving down eight spots this week to number 28, here's Jethro Tall with Living in the Past. Oh, wow. Jethro Tall, the one-time Grammy Award winner for Best Hard Rock, uh, defeating Metallica, believe it or not. Um, oh, man, that was Casey Yinzer. I couldn't help myself. Casey it was just Yinzer. Like, I, I couldn't. It was, yeah. I think I think we've got a new character, Casey no, Yinzer. Pretty awful. <laughs> That's Bobby Spillane's co-worker. <laughs> <sighs> 
Uh, Ian, you said you had one uh, thing to to throw out at us before we got. Oh done here, yeah, right? I did. Yeah, this is this is completely non football related. Oh, um, right. but I saw a lot of chatter on Twitter about this. Mark is going to have an eleventh be... kid no, this no. spring. No, no. Uh, Mark, Mark and Ben well, may be too old for this, but uh, Goldeneye was now released on Xbox. So for those of you in the chat that may have played Goldeneye in your younger days, what was uh, you know what was your what was your what was your favorite Goldeneye multiplayer level? What? Uh, okay, so Goldeneye was. Uh... Uh, Mark's like Goldeneye was a game that was played on the Nintendo 64. It was on the 64, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah, was. yeah, yeah. Stack with Proxmines was what me and my boys I was played. still playing my ColecoVision, I yeah. think, at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, any any Goldeneye memories? What was your favorite gun? What was your favorite? Whatever. You know, Goldeneye I, was Goldeneye honest, was like a hallmark the, of my childhood. So the, throwing the, it out there to the chat I, or people that follow us on Twitter. The best reference I've seen of uh, uh, of Goldeneye was when they kind of spoofed it on Family Guy. Um, <laughs> that was that was pretty good. But uh, no, I remember it was very popular. It Confession, was very popular. I've never yeah. played that game once. Yeah. What, I, I, Ryan? Yeah. I didn't. Ha- I dude, I didn't have the first uh, first video. I was born in '87 with my parents. I they never. They 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 encouraged me to play sports. Um, but I remember I remember like it got to the point where they were like, all right, I think we got to get something. <laughs> so I got a play, I got original PlayStation or whatever. So I I skipped sixty four Sega, Super Nintendo, Nintendo, all that stuff. You never like played it at a buddy's house. I didn't really. Nah, we really didn't play video. I mean, we rode bikes and shit and like played. I don't know. Good. Sorry. Yeah. Good. <laughs> all right. It should be. Fine. Fine. No, all I right. mean, well, for people for people who listen to the show later, send me a message on Twitter. Tell me what your favorite Goldeneye memories were, because I love that shit. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. And on that right. note, we'll uh, wrap things up for tonight and uh, be back next week, probably in our uh, uh, regular. Whoever played as the guy <laughs> with the killer hat was an asshole. Yes, that's right. That's right. All right, Big Ben's burner. So burner knows whoever played as odd job was an asshole. That is the odd correct job. response. Okay. There we go. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, we'll wrap it up. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. Enjoy the games, uh, wherever you may be, and enjoy your beverages and everything else. But, uh, for these three idiots, this is Steel Dad signing off on the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And hey, go Steelers. Ravens suck. Fuck John Harbaugh. (laughs) <laughs> that's a new one that was that was a little addendum there <laughs> <laughs>